Hello, thanks for joining us on the Mole Valley Farmers podcast. Today we're talking robots. Yes, we're going all sci-fi. But what does it mean for the dairy industry and the benefits it can bring on farm? We're going to hear from Mole Valley Feed Solutions Senior Nutritionist Dr Robin Hawkey and Commercial Product Specialist from Lely, Jack McDill, as they share their thoughts on automated milking and feeding systems. Hear about the importance of allowing the cow to express her natural behaviour while supporting the liver, rumen, feet and udder. So if that's connected with you, then no need to reboot. We'll bring you this cutting-edge conversation next, here on the Mole Valley Farmers podcast. Okay, another interesting conversation on today's Mole Valley Farmers podcast. I've got uh, Dr. Robin Hawkey and Jack McDill with us in our virtual room today. Let's just go around this room and have some introductions. Let's start with our guest today. Jack, just introduce yourself and say where you're from. Uh, hello, uh, my name is Jack McDill. Uh, I am a commercial product specialist uh, for Feed and Manure uh, from Lely. Thanks, Jack. And representing the home team, the Mole Valley team, Dr. Robin. Robin, just give us a brief introduction to yourself. Yes, Seth, hi. Robin Hawkey. I'm a senior nutritionist for the Mole Valley and part of the national technical team for Mole Valley. And um, one of the things I've tried to focus on more and more and more recently is the um, use of robots and feeding of robots, which uh, are becoming increasingly prevalent. Yeah, it's going to be a really interesting conversation. It's something that beyond agriculture, we're hearing all the time, aren't we, about the move into robotics, the move into AI. So this is something that uh, everybody has to embrace. But we're dealing with something in particular here for farming, of course. And Robin, just give us a, a brief overview as to why we're having this conversation today. Well, as you, as, as you mentioned, Seth, um, increasing numbers of robots coming into the system. And I think at the heart of it, it's well, a couple of factors. Probably the main factor is the, the challenges with labour on farm and people getting staff. And it's increasingly important. And many farmers, I think if you ask them, although the milk price is very challenging and all sorts of other challenges, often on a day-to-day basis, staff is a major problem. And milking twice a day, milking three times a day. And I think the level of automation with robots and whether it be the actual milking or the feeding, and such as the daily vector system and other feeding systems, um, is becoming increasingly important. But it's not just, and I'm sure Jack will comment, it's not just this, the, um, the the staffing, but it's also the accuracy and the recording that can be so important. Um, and I'm sure Jack, it, it brings a whole new level to things, doesn't it? Uh, it certainly does, yeah. Um, unfortunately, uh, the labour force um, aren't queuing up um, to milk cows um, anymore. Um, and to get high quality staff that really want to look after the cows, put the cow first, um, and as you say, Robin, um, get that data uh, and be able to analyze and use that data effectively um, simply isn't um, isn't there at the moment um, or in the numbers that um, the um, industry requires. Um, and that's where um, the level of automation and uh, robots uh, come in um, and can help the farmer um, not only from the labour side, but then also improve and achieve um, their aspirations, their goals for their business. Let's take this back, Jack, to the very bare bones of it all. And for those people who haven't perhaps come across the automation in this sector just yet, just uh, briefly talk us through what is it that uh, your devices do? Um, so from the beginning, we've got um, initially the astronaut milking robot, um, which undertakes 
the milking site um, and the milking responsibilities um, from the farm. So the cow um, can choose when she wants to be milked and the number of times she wants to be milked. Um, and also then the data collected from that as well goes straight back to the farmer um, via the mobile, via the computer, um, that then management decisions can be taken from. Alongside that, we've also got um, the vector feeding system, which is a fully automated um, feeding robot, uh, which mixes um, a number of rations um, and can be um, used to feed milking cows, dry cows, young stock. Um, so again, removes th that need um, for the labour requirement, but also improves accuracy, um, making sure that every cow is having a consistent balanced ration when she wants it. Something that we work around at Lely is um, applying something what we call um, free cow traffic. Um, and it's putting the cow in the middle of everything that we do. Um, and it's a mindset that we try uh, and work with our farmers on. So it's putting that cow in the center of everything that we do. And we allow her to choose what she wants to do and when she wants to do it. So when she wants to be milked, when she wants to go to that robot, when does she want to eat and making sure that there's fresh pushed up feed and um, where she wants it, when she wants it, when she want to drink, when does she want to rest? So allowing her to do exactly what she wants to do, display those natural behaviors. Um, not only is she going to be happier, she's going to be healthier. It promotes better welfare, but we also see um, production increase. Um, so not only from a um, animal welfare perspective is it better, but from a business perspective, it um, also um, provides benefits as well. Well, Robin, there's a lot to unpack there, isn't there? I mean, that is uh, amazing, but real music to your ears, I would imagine, that ability for a cow to display natural behaviours in this process. Yes, absolutely. I, I think um, putting the cow central is, is the key thing with Lely and other systems, but um, it, it can be very easy to get sort of sucked in by the technology. It offers so much information. Um, I, I often think that's that... It, it's not just the labor saving, but it's the labor convenience that it does, but also the presentation of data. But by putting the cow central, that, that's one of the key factors. And within Mole Valley, we've, we've developed this what we call Wheel of Success for Robotic Herds, which undertake what we think are the key, key elements. And our outer ring of that wheel are freedom of movement, stress reduction, and consistency. And I think that ties in exactly with Lely's approach, and as Jack described, by leaving the cow to express themselves what they want to do. And it's just so important that the cows can, you know, have that freedom of movement. And as part of that, um, Jack, you know, it, it's the design of the shed as well, isn't it? It's not just the actual machines themselves per se, um, which obviously save the time with the data, but it's enabling those cows to really express what they're doing with, around the design of what you've got. Absolutely. It's, it's understanding how a cow wants to move around, uh, where the key traffic points are. So they've got space um, to be able to... Um, move in opposite directions, they're not confronting each other. Um, obviously, there's going to be a natural hierarchy within that shed. If they're in cramped conditions, those of a higher, um, higher up the hierarchy um, may start to bully those in a lower hierarchy. We need to make sure there's space for every cow to be able to move around effectively, be able to get to the robots when they want to. Um, so, yeah, shed design is critical um, when implementing or getting the best results um, from automation from these um from these robots one thing i do see that Seth, is, is quite important although we have this automation data almost the attention to detail and stockmanship has, has got to be equally as good as maybe a conventional system 
um, because it's a different way of managing the cows. So I think understanding the data, understanding the reports, and using the technology the way it's meant to be is equally important. And a classic thing would be a farmer will see a cow at least twice a day, if not three times in the milking parlor, but obviously in the robotic milking system, it won't be the same. So I think understanding the cows, learning to manage the cows differently, they're still putting those cows centrally, is vital. And, you know, there's a number of reports, you know, you can get from the Lely Horizon software in, in, in the astronaut. And is, I think it's quite important, and I'm sure Jack Dewey, to understand those, you know, those key reports that you need to know to be regularly monitoring those reports. But also, I think it's very important to um, relate those reports to the cows. So it does relate to if, if say, a rumination rate in one of the reports is showing something is to go out and look at the cows, look at the cutting, look at the rumen fill. And look at all those aspects that you know that you know would say possibly pertain to rumen health and rumen function. So I think it's very much linking the cow signals what the cow was telling you to the reports, um, because you don't necessarily have that same contact with the cow twice a day. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say there is a, a level of um, data analytics involved, and the Horizon software puts it into a, a user-friendly. Um, uh, ways to, for the farmer to actually be able to um, interpret that data but yeah as you say um, it's changing that mindset and that actually the robots might be taking your time when you're not stood in the parlor uh, in the pit milking the cows that gives you time to then use that data look at it and maybe actually get the robot to pull that cow into a separation area and um, so you can have a close look if you need to um, and still have that time to get up close and personal with your cows and to be able to manage them effectively and and with that reduced labor the um, staffing that you have got on the farm um, can really specialize and can really focus on what they need to do to maximize um, that cow health and cow production i think within that cow health and production seth we've also worked within our wheel of success we worked on four key areas which we think are very very relevant and those are the rumen the liver the feet and the udder, and you'd say that they're all important in all cows, but I think they are particularly important in, in the robot system. I mean, sort of any particular order, we've talked about the ability to, you know, move and um, um, accessibility and freedom of movement. And I think one of the key things with, with, with managing robotic for cows is lameness and mobility, um, because one of the key things to make this work is we, we want the cows visiting the robot at least three times a day, sometimes more, but often more, um, and within that, we also want a number of refusals. So the cow is actually coming more often than she's allowed to because she's keen to get into that, uh, you know, in, into that robot to be milked and to have some feed possibly. Um, and I think, you know, getting that movement and part of that is is really managing the feet well, whether it be nutrition and things like biotin and zinc and making sure the mineral package is correct for hoof health, whether it's foot bathing. Um, and there's quite a lot of research and, you know, just a figure's top of my head, um, published a few years ago, for instance, that lameness will reduce the visits um, by about 0.3. So if you were averaging three as a herd, it would drop it to 2.7. Um, it, it relates it to about a litre a day of lost milk in round figures as on an average herd. Um, but I think importantly as well, one of the key reasons why people put robots in saving that labour. And one thing you don't want too much was having to fetch cows. Because not every cow comes into the robot every day, and there's always a fetch list, Jack, isn't there, of, 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 a, few, of a few cows. And that fetch list of a few cows is great, but when that fetch list of the cows gets to tens and dozens, then it becomes a problem. 
And I think one of the key factors of that is understanding the feet. So feet, lameness, mobility scoring, and all the factors associated with that, I think are one of the key, key factors in making robot systems work for you. Um, absolutely, I'm saying locomotion's absolutely vital um, to the success of um, any dairy herd. Um, but to try and maximize um, the cow health in terms of um, locomotion and um, feet is looking into um, their feeding, their rations, um, and that kind of leads on to the um, vector feeding system which is our um, automated feeder. Um, and a quick overview of what that actually is um, to give listeners an idea, um, it consists of two parts. And um, so we've got um, our kitchen, which is where um, all the feedstuffs are stored and then selected um, by a self-learning grabber. Um, so actually selects each individual feed um, and then takes it over and loads it into what we call a MFR, a mixing and feeding robot, which is essentially a uh, robotic um, feeder wagon, uh, mixes the ration um, to the um, required levels, and then that will take um, each ration to a specific area, feeding a specific group of cows. Whilst doing that, um, and Vitally importantly, it also has a pushing skirt um, on the vector, which will ensure as it's going round its roots, it's pushing all the feed up all the time. Um, and that feed pushing um, really links in with um, claw health. If a cow is at a feed barrier and it has to start reaching for feed, um, it moves its centre of gravity forward. It's starting to put pressure on its front feet. If it's having to do that day after day because the feed simply isn't pushed up enough, um, it's going to start to have or potentially have a negative effect um, on claw health on the front feet. Um, so simply by making sure that there is a well-balanced ra um, ration that's available to the cow, that's pushed up regularly, um, we're going to see an improvement um, in our claw health of our, of our animals. That ties in very much with, with, with our with the whole strategy as well, Seth, because rumen health is all part of this. And um, as you look at, you know, the, the, the feet and the biotin and the presentation of the feet, anything that leads to an unhealthy rumen, and particularly sort of acidotic, acidotic conditions, that will have a negative effect on, 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 on feet and lameness. And the kind of system we're talking with the vector of pushing the feet, but A, the feet being offered on a regular basis and not just one or two big feed today, but multiple feed today and then pushing it out and the cow not reaching is all part of that same strategy. And whether it's the all of our parts of ours for robot wheel of success is we feel consistency is so important. Um, and I think that consistency of, of, of the ration, both the consistency of the mixing, but also the consistency, the presentation in terms of the chop length and the fiber length and how the feed is presented on a consistent basis, um, goes on to the next one of our key areas after feed probably would be the rumen. Um, you know, rumen health is everything, and um, you know, comparing to um, whether it be you know the astronaut robot or the vectoring kitchen system, um, this spreading the feed out over a day, um, not only gives the accuracy, but but reduces the acid loading over a given day, and makes the health so much better. And at the end of the day, we do need to remember that the, the rumen is still a herbivore. Forage intake and forage digestion is so important. And, and the rumen is actually key to that. Um, so of our sort of four key areas, the feet, yes, but then moving on to the rumen, you know, understanding rumen health um, and looking at what the cow is telling you about the rumen. Um, so for instance, cutting rates, cut balls, rumen fill, 
um, all of the obviously things lovely stuff to have done consistency is also really important um, and again it relates to for instance I think on the astronaut jack you'd have things like rumination rates yeah and rumination between too high and too low all relate to a the nature of the feed and the feed presentation the accuracy of it, how often it is done so you can see this forms a package now of of the automation but also the nutrition behind the feed itself and the presentation of that feed so yeah um absolutely following on from that with um as you said with the regular feeding um what the vector system will do as it's doing its um either feeding routes or um what we call scanning routes when it's going around um, pushing up feed it scans the level of the feed that's in front of it so you're actually getting uh live data what the cows are actually um eating what their behavior is in terms of what they're doing at the feed fence. Um, it scans the height of that feed, and then it will know whether or not to feed a specific group of cows in terms of what's in front of it. Um, if cows are eating more, it will feed them more. If it's a hot day, um, then cows are going to eat up to 10% less. If it's a cold day, they might be eating up to 10% more. And it's using that live data to make sure that... Um, as you um, alluded to, Robin, correct chop length, correct uh, mixed ration pushed up in front of them. Um, regular feeds, smaller feeds will um, promote um, better rumen pH um, and promote better uh, rumen health. Um, that tied in with the data collected from the astronaut um, will allow the farmer um, to make better decisions for the cows um, based on real time and what's going on in front of him rather than guesstimations and timed feeding strategies uh, which can work but are never as good as what you can actually see in front of you and based on live data which the vector will do yeah i mean this is all incredible information that's that's coming in my first thought is when farmers are hard pressed for time as it is how how easy is it to learn and adapt to this new way of operating very simple with the support um from uh lelly itself um from our farm management um support services um from our technical support services um we can also monitor um the robots the vector system we can see exactly what it's doing and we can support the farmer um in fine-tuning um these systems to make sure we're achieving the goals of each farmer what do they actually want to get out of it um and working along those targets um, with our FMS teams um, to make sure that farmer knows what it's doing, uh, what to do um, if things aren't quite right, but also knowing that we're here at the end of the phone um, if they need extra support with it. So it's not just a case of um, selling a product, um, it's also then going on and supporting them post-sale and moving forward with it. Um, there are updates coming all the time um, so the farmer knows um, how to utilise and get the best out of um, the system, um, not only for the business, but for the cows as well. I actually find, Seth, that it, it, it can vary as well between some farms because the support from Lady and the setup is, it, it is fundamental. Um, some farms, I think, also want the simplicity of doing and perhaps just get the basics right. Um, and I find that's a key understanding, whereas other clients do want to go into it in a lot more detail. And with the horizon system and the app and accessing computers by team view and everything else, you know, there's a huge amount of information available. And it sometimes is a very good question because farmers can be bombarded this day and age with a with a, a, a ton of data. 
and it's sometimes understanding you know how much of the data they they want to use for their time and where they are um and but generally most do want to look at it in detail and certainly from a nutritionist's point of view it's great because the feedback you get and we mentioned about room and health here and for instance we have something called a pen state separator um which calculates the physically effective fiber in in the ration and which is important for room and health for forage digestion butter fats and and other things and the kind of data from the room and for, for, for about the room and from the robots you know just gives you so much more insight and i think is you know evidence-based decisions you can actually work on and and take the system forward um but i also think you make a very valid point that sometimes it's making the time to utilize that data and that's where i think it's important to have a few key reports that you you use you look at you action and I'm sure there's many, many reports that you can use and should use. I mean, what would there be, Jack? Fifty plus reports on the astronaut? Oh, at least, yes. Yeah, um, you know, I mean, I mean, I, I use like six or eight, and I think that gives you an overview. Or in addition, in addition to like the home screen, what do you call it, the home screen or the dashboard, um, um, on the on the horizon. But if you get those six or eight key reports, you look at action and relate to the cow signals. Then I think that's when you get the interpretation data, and I think then you do get also farmer buy-in. Because they can see benefits of what they're doing. They're not looking at data for the sake of looking at data. They can see, yes, this data is actually helping my business. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, if we start off with um, with the dashboard in front, with those few um, key KPIs that you're um, working with, get a good understanding of how they're interacting with the cows. Um, and then with the FMS teams using um, the other reports, um, as and when they're needed, the um, farmers, you say, will become more confident with them and be able to utilise them as well. Um, but um, you did allude to it um, earlier. It's understanding what does the farmer actually want from this system? What are the goals? What are the aspirations? Is it simply to make their life easier or are, do they want to go into a deep dive and really get a, a good understanding um, of what's going on um, on their farm? Um, and it, the package can then be tailored towards their requirements. Another question that springs to mind is that a lot of farms have obviously got existing sheds, existing infrastructure uh, already in place. How do you go about, from Lady's perspective, coming in and making sure that you can retrofit this into existing barns? So from a um, vector point of view, um, there's a number of visits that will take place um, before anything's signed and sealed to make sure we we have a good understanding um, of what's on the farm, what does the farmer want, um, what's his expectations um, of um, the product. And then working from there, um, we then see where potentially a kitchen could be. Does an, um, a, another shed need to be put up um, somewhere that's close and accessible to um, the feedstuff, so close to the sided clamps. And there's no point putting the kitchen on the far side of the farm so when filling up the kitchen, you have to drive all the way around um, to fill up the kitchen every three days, and it actually becomes an arduous job. And that starts taking away from the benefits of it. Get it nice and close um, to all the feedstuffs, um, working around there, um, and then looking into actually what routes the robot's going to take, um, where, where does it want to feed, how is it going to get there, um, and then we can work out is one... Mixing, um, mixing and feeding robot enough um, or would a second MFR um, be more beneficial um, to um, make it as efficient system as possible. So a lot of um, 
visits and inputs um, from our um, technical teams will take place um, with the farmer to make sure that they understand um, and um, are happy with how the system would work and they can then see the benefits of it um, and then hopefully there'll be less surprises down the road and um, we've done all the measuring up we've done all the detailing um, so when it comes into the build and project coordination phase um, the farmer is kept up to date um, every um, stage so they know what's going on so when it comes to launch date um, it's a case of plugging in turning on and hopefully off we go um, that that is the aim um, but it's keeping the farmer engaged at every point of that as well and um, to make sure that they understand because there's various elements that they will need to um, undertake so like um, water um, points and electricity points and um, that will need to be put in um, by the farmer um, is done in a, uh, in a correct way if they know what's going on they can be um, make sure that's done in a timely manner um, so the vector install um, is a fairly smooth uh, and easy process so for my information Jack does, does the NFR actually contains knives and can chop as well uh, yes it does yeah um, so we've got different setups depending on what kind of forage you're using and um, so whether you're feeding uh, round bale um, or clamped silage um, so we've also got um, counter knives in there as well um, which will aid with that um, chopping uh, and accurate mixing um, it's got magnets um, on the feed discharge as well so if any foreign bodies do get um, put into the um, MFR tub um, it should get caught, so it's not going anywhere near um, the cow and should prevent anything from that happening. So anything that you could expect from a um, mixer wagon um, in terms of um, picking up foreign objects, um, the MFR is doing that as well, um, but also mixing smaller quantities because it's not having to, it's only feeding, sorry, a mixer wagon may be feeding twice a day and this is going out when it needs to. So it doesn't need to feed in the quantities or mix in the quantities. So the quality of that mix um, is far, far improved. Um, so you're come, we're coming back to that consistency of feed again. And that gets me all excited, actually, the accurate mixing of um, smaller feeds, because when we're talking, we talked about the feet, the rumen and the liver and the udder are also part of this success. There are various things we need to be accurately fed. So we've mentioned biotin for feet, um, things like sort of live yeasts for the rumen. Um, and the things that from various types of monopropylene glycol that really help liver function were so important, and things like um, selenium and vitamin E that help sort of cell counts and other health, which is all box time and milking speed. But if those are being fed accurately and, and mixed properly through the mix, that is a huge difference um, because it's all very well having these supplements. I think nutritionally we do have the supplements now to help the room and the liver, the feet and the udder, you know, and really, really improve the performance, especially the liver. Um, you know, the liver needs to produce sort of 40 odd litre of cow, needs to produce about four kilos of glucose a day. So think about four kilos of sugar, you know, the liver needs to produce every day in a high producing dairy cow. So if the feeding system can deliver with accuracy um, and mix it well, so it's not just one cow getting everything and then the next cow not getting other, you know, that consistency of feeding and the, the the incorporation and 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 the, you know and the get you know understanding that's being and the confidence I suppose you know that's really important Jack so I think that helps us to fill this wheel of success the room and liver the feet and the other and to actually deliver those nutrients that we need to be delivered uh, yeah absolutely and to, I'm going on from there for 
give you a bit of a scenario that I'm sure all farmers will be familiar with um, with a mixer wagon um, with their tandy handler um, tipping in blend. Um, how accurate are you, um, is it actually being um, just tipping that little bucket, giving you a little bit of a shake as the powder, um, blend's going in? Um, how actually accurate is that um, compared to a um, vector system um, with auto shutoffs um, and up to a 98% um, accuracy? Um, every time, um, regardless whether it's a Sunday morning um, when maybe some staff might be wanting to be somewhere else, this is happening um, regardless 24 hours a day and seven days a week. On a technical note there, Jack, how does it work in terms of, is it connected to the farm's Wi-Fi? Do the units charge themselves or do you have to go in and plug them in every so often? Those kind of nuts and bolts that actually make this whole process work. How does that happen? Okay, so the MFR um, itself is a self-contained battery-operated um, vehicle um, and has a charging point whenever it comes back to the kitchen. Um, so it will park um, into itself into the kitchen, plug itself into charge uh, and will be charged um, whilst it's being um, filled um, with the next ration to be sent out. Um, if you're operating multiple um, MFRs from your kitchen, uh, you'll have a parking bay and a um, loading bay, both of which will have charging points. So one will be, one will be filled um, with a ration and will be charged. As soon as that one goes out um, on, its, on its routes to go feeding and scanning, the next um, MFR will come out, load itself into the um, loading bay, and plug itself back into charge um, whilst it is filled with the next ration that's required on your farm. Um, in terms of, uh, it needs um, um, a Wi-Fi connection um, and what the grabber does, the actual um, part in the kitchen, um, as that's coming across, um, we've got obviously a way cell in the um, MFR um, to tell you how much it's in, but the grabber itself um, is self-learning as well uh, and will improve its accuracy as it goes along. It will use um, electricity wattage um, to see how much electricity it takes to take a grab of, for example, silage. It will um, take that over to the um, MFR and say, okay, I think I've got 20 kilos in this grab. It will drop it into the um, MFR. The MFR will say, okay, that was actually 22 kilos. The grabber will then take that information again and go, okay, I'm slightly over. I'll use slightly less electricity this time um, and close um, my um, grabber slightly more. It will then take another grab and try again and see how accurate it can get and will continue to learn on each different feedstuff um, to enable that accuracy going forward. They're actually so important, you see, it's not just from you know, for the nutritionists, but also the cost, isn't it, Jack? Yeah, that's what I mean. You know, you, you know, you know, even at you know, silage is cheapest homegrown feed is at expensive in some respects, and then you get some specialist supplements to support the cow. We talk about you know the, the fact that it's going in that accurately is 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 a real win win both in terms of nutritional correctness, I suppose, but also just 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 the sheer finances of the farm, Jack. You know, I am. Um, yeah, yeah. Can can those systems, Jack? Can you cope with liquid feeds as well? So things like maybe molasses, maybe sort of a couple of liters of molasses, or could it cope with things like liquid sort of propylene glycol, possibly at maybe sort of a few hundred mils a cow a day? Uh, yeah, it can. Um, you can put liquid feeds through it, so you can um, 
as they put molasses through it, we can put water through it. Um, glycol, we can also feed through the astronaut uh, milking robot as well. Um, so we can, for um, smaller doses and for specific cows, uh, maybe an early lactation or something like that, um, we can um, aim that glycol to the, to the right cows at the right time um, to maximize uh, liver function. Yeah, that liver function, I think, is so, so important. And I think that's where the glycol in the, in the astronauts, you said, makes such a difference. You know, it, it's, uh, yeah, it's a huge difference. Well, it just, it just enables you to focus on um, where cows are in their individual lactation rather than grouping them. Um, and if we understand the cow from lactation to lactation, we can have a look at that liver health and actually go, these cows may well benefit from a little bit more glycol um, earlier on in that lactation making sure that they've got enough um, glucose going forward so that liver's functioning properly so we can maximize those yields um, and really if we're trying to push um, cows um, to maximize those yields that liver needs to be uh, in tip-top condition and working as well as it can do. Absolutely there's a big impact and you know obviously on, on milk, milk production um, it, it affects milk quality especially milk protein but also fertility and, and weight loss. I mean, it, it's, it's so integral to sort of, to the, sort of the whole insulin growth hormone axis, as they call it, and, you know, the way the cows function. And I think, yeah, and that is the benefit of the automation, the attention to detail, the accurate, accurate delivery of the feed. Um, and in relation to that, then you've also got the data to feed back on what you're doing. And I think, you know, and, but I also think it's so important, Seth, that, you know, as I said, you know, making sure that farmers actually do use this technology to their benefit and understanding where farmers want to be. But there are so many gains there that can be had from it. Yeah, we provided a really interesting conversation here about how this technology can benefit uh, farmers. So, Robin, what are we now asking of our members, our farmer shareholders? What are we sort of asking them to, to do as a result of listening to this conversation if they are interested in this? Oh, I think if they're interested, obviously speak to me, me or one of the other nutritionists in the business or, or BDM colleagues. Um, we have great links with, with Laylee um, and, you know, we can take things forward and, you know, make suggestions. We've experienced on many, many farms now. And it's a bit like the your vector learning, Jack. You know, I think we're all learning as we go and we, 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 we you know, we understand more what's going on. Um, so I think it's make contact, discuss it with us. Um, if you haven't got a robot, if you have got a robot, also discuss it with us because I also think we are taking the nutrition to the next level now um, on these farms. This technology is enabling us. And for many years, we've had levels of nutrition we've not really been able to implement on farm. But now we can because this level of both the accuracy of delivery um, and also the feedback, you know, we can feed to another level. And we talk about a farm being successful. Well, you know, many farms have had genetics and genetics have improved hugely with genomics and embryo transfer and all of, all of that kind of thing over the last few years. We see management moving forward. Um, we see the environment moving forward. And Jack mentioned shed design and the way they're going forward. And, you know, the, a cow's comfort and environment is so much better than it used to be. And I think now nutrition is moving forward as well. So I would say to members, you know, speak to us, discuss it, because although milk price has had a slight increase very recently, the time of recording, um, you know, it, 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 it's still accuracy and efficiency is so important. Yeah, I would um, second on that. If anyone has any thoughts or wants to gain any more information um, about um, any of the um, Lely range, um, reach out to um, your local Lely Centre um, or through um, Mole Valley. Um, if you want to come out and actually see um, some of this, if you don't have a robot um, then or, or um, a vector system and you want to see it in action, you want to speak to people that actually use it, 
um, that can be arranged um, so you can actually see it in person and gain a better understanding and see the data that comes from it and see the savings that can be potentially made in terms of um, fuel, labor, and from that point of view, and see see what it can do uh, for your cows. Um, please do not hesitate to get in touch with us um, and we'll be more than happy to um, facilitate um, any visits or any more information that you require. We do have our robot checklist. Um, so the More Valley robot checklist we find is just a very useful place to start. Um, and it, as I said, it just goes through what we think are the you know key sort of eight or 10 KPIs as we call them. Worth looking at, gives you a feel for where things are. But then it also links what I've called questions and observations about the cow's result of that. And I think that's the key thing is, you know, if you look at the cows, might it suggest how it's impacted on a KPI from from the astronaut or if the astronaut KPI is telling you something, how does that mean the cow is reacting possibly? Um, so a robot checklist can be quite helpful in helping to understand um, some of those data and that's freely available if anyone wants one, just get in touch. Thanks for listening today. I've been your host, Seth Conway, and I hope you found the conversation interesting. You know, we really value you choosing to listen to our podcast. So if you haven't already, then please hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to this today. It will mean so much to us and being able to continue to bring you these farming conversations. So until next time, I'll speak to you soon.